Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner. Welcome, welcome, lovely ladies. Wow. Well, we would first like to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing to our month-old podcast, rating us, reviewing us, writing us. We are so overwhelmed with your support and truly appreciate you so much. It just fills us with love for this community, and we can't wait to get to know you more on this journey. Yes, for sure. We feel truly welcomed and honored to be a part of this community, and we hope that if you like what you've heard, you'll share it with someone you think might enjoy it. Let's spread the health. And if you have a blog or podcast that you'd like us to check out, or if you desire collaboration with like-minded gals, and especially if there's content you're curious to learn more about, please write us. We love hearing from you. If you are meeting us here on episode four for the first time, be sure to start back at episode zero to get to know us a bit more. And of course, to get your digital hands on those freebies we offer in each episode. Our theme in July was creativity and play, and we covered ways to enhance those key components in your life, expand inventiveness and clear brain fog through food, drink, lifestyle enhancement, and supplements, and how to nurture your friendships with other adults. As we begin the month of August, our theme is immunity and inflammation. For the next month, we want to take away your case of the Mondays give you a 15-minute reprieve, and continue offering you information to optimize your health. Today, is your office, or home office, as is the case with many of us, making you sick? Here's Dr. Michelle. So let's get to the topic at hand. Is your office or home office making you sick? The average person spends about 25% of their time at work, and for many of us, that time is spent at a desk. That's A lot of time, especially considering that we spend about 33% of our time sleeping in an ideal world, of course, which only leaves about 40% of our day to do whatever it is that we like to do. If we're being honest, I'd venture to guess that as entrepreneurs, we generally like what we do. And as a result, we actually end up stealing from our free time and spending quite a bit more than 25% of our day at a desk. Because of that, it's essential that not only our space, but also our boundaries around the space are carefully planned and curated. So in this episode, we'll not only be touching on the basics of ergonomics, eye strain, and repetitive motion injuries, but also about mental and emotional boundaries, toxic relationships, and the difference between urgent and important tasks. So if you're like me, I am a virtual girl or a virtual assistant living in a virtual world. I'm on my laptop in varying spaces. Not only does my office space change pretty consistently and therein my ergonomic sensibilities, but the environment changes with it and I am forced to adapt, comply, surrender, or just try and make it the best space I can. 
But prior to my current profession, I've been in a range of work atmospheres and considered if that environment was a healthy space for me. This restaurant or retail store, that nonprofit, school, or childcare position. And it may seem that you don't have a lot of control over your comfort in certain workspace enviros, but we have tips for you moving forward. Even a simple positive change can make a huge impact for you and others. Start a workplace revolution. <laughs> yes, I'm all about a health revolution. So let's talk talk about physical boundaries. As someone who works from home often, I find that it's essential to have a special spot or two that is dedicated to work. If you don't have a designated spot, you might end up on the couch, at the kitchen table, or even worse, in bed. As much as we think we can be productive in these spots, it's far too easy to get distracted by our pets, our partners, or that mess that's sitting on the counter. Personally, I have two spots, one for the cooler months and one for the warmer months. In the cooler months, I have an upstairs den-type room with my little floor heater, um, and in the warmer months, I have a desk-type table set up outside so I can enjoy the fresh air and the view, which is a great way to relax my eyes and prevent eye strain. One thing I always recommend to my clients who work on computers a lot is to set one of those desktop timers that reminds you to look up and gaze at something as far away as possible. Trying to focus on something really far away actually helps relax the eye muscles and prevents eye strain. Another boundary to consider is time. Whether you're working for yourself or someone else, the time we set aside for work can tend to be a bit fluid in nature. We could have some morning errands we need to run prior to starting our day, or we might want to show up early or stay after hours to prove we're a worthwhile colleague. Either way, creating and maintaining a routine around work is super important because it helps us become more efficient while working, but also more present while we're spending time with our partner, our family, or our friends. Michelle and I recently dabbled in the Pomodoro technique of time management, which means you block off work time and then break time. So 45 minutes of work and a good 15-minute break has worked for me. And your break could be anything that makes you feel rejuvenated. Closing your eyes, talking to the kids, taking a walk, doing a HIIT workout, or snuggling with your partner. And during those solid work times, I have to mention, Michelle introduced me to Brain FM months ago, and it has really been a game changer for me in terms of my productivity during my work and study time. I'm easily distracted, and in the past, I found that while streaming classical Pandora, I could basically hum the symphony, so that wasn't working. Brain FM has different themes of focus that can cater to your particular mood or task. So sometimes I need that intense inception-like cinematic focus, and other times I want to flow with their relaxed focus. I highly suggest giving it a shot and seeing if it works for you. Seriously, Brain FM is awesome. I use it pretty much daily, and I always recommend it to people who have trouble focusing. While on the topic of efficiency and being present, let's talk about the urgent versus the important. Most of us fill our day with urgent tasks, and then several hours later, we realize that we barely put a dent in our to-do list. So what do I mean when I say urgent? Urgent tasks are those things that are constantly bombarding your inbox, messages from Slack, and calls from clients. In no way am I saying to ignore these things, so hold up one minute. These things are really distractions from what we truly set aside to accomplish for the day, and when we're constantly operating within someone else's agenda, we end up putting our own important stuff to the side. So how do we get around this? Well, 
It's pretty easy. You just set aside a certain time or a few times during your day where you group and handle these tasks during a set amount of time. You can name your allotted time. It might be 15 minutes or it might be an hour, whatever works for you. But the thing is, you have to stick with it so you don't get sidetracked during the time you should be spending on your to-do list. Does that make sense? Yes. And I was recently introduced to OneNote years late and love the organization of it for my personal and professional to-dos. It has been a great way to keep the different areas of life organized into neat categories, tidy folders. Um, It's as easy to use as posting to Pinterest once you download the clip to OneNote extension to your Chrome browser. So this is where I go when I have those 15 minutes to accomplish my important to-dos. Yeah. OneNote is awesome. I've used that for a long time. Evernote is something really similar and people tend to prefer one platform over the other. All right. So now let's talk about those other people's agendas. How many of you work with others who end up totally draining your time and putting a strain on your day? I'm sure we have all had them or at least have worked around them before. These colleagues and coworkers who gossip and complain and nag and basically just share too much too often. These people are decreasing your efficiency, productivity, and creativity because they're sucking you into their shit. And it's not okay because you have your own stuff to deal with. These are toxic relationships and more times than not, they will stay toxic relationships. So I recommend distancing yourself in any way you can as soon as you can. Believe me, although it might be a bit difficult or awkward at first, the sense of relief you'll feel afterwards will be so worth it. Okay, I completely agree, but I'm just going to come at this from a different angle. I was recently listening to The Five Keys of Mindful Communication on audiobook, and there was a chapter on adapting to those toxic work colleagues. Even if it feels counterintuitive or you have your defense mechanisms on autopilot, in it, author Susan Gillis Chapman suggests evaluating that toxic person as a person, a human being, and possibly even empathizing with why they are the way they are. Ultimately asking us to consider that toxic people expel that energy as their own defense in a world where maybe we're all a little scared sometimes, but I know that can be a tall order for some, even me. Some toxic folks are just that way. They are not receptive when you appeal to their humanity, and there's no point in wasting your energy trying to get them to see the light and possessing a more open and calm nature. Some people are just jerks. (laughs) In that case, if you're forced to engage periodically with a workplace bully, I'd recommend headphones. (laughs) Yes, headphones, (laughs) the universal leave me alone technique. Okay, (laughs) so we've talked about some possible sources of stress in the workplace, and you might be wondering how this affects your state of health, and well, let's chat about that. So constant stress, whether it's acute or an immediate stressor or a low-grade long-term stressor, increases the level of cortisol in our system. Cortisol is our stress hormone, and it's released by our adrenal glands. You may have heard of adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency, which can happen after years of chronic stress. Keep in mind, this stress can be mental, emotional, or physical, and many times we actually feel numb to it since it's typically become our norm. 
Although cortisol is typically recruited to help manage our body's level of inflammation, when it's constantly circulating in our system, it basically stops doing its job and the inflammation starts to go unchecked. With higher levels of inflammation in our system, we're more likely to have rapid aging, decreased immunity, issues with pain, and the higher likelihood of ending up with a chronic disease like diabetes, heart disease, or even cancer. Those are, of course, awful outcomes. And we hope that you can take a moment, possibly when you're alone, and list these stressors in your workplace so you can actively engage in ways to alleviate them. It may seem redundant to some, but if I am entering a stressful situation, I try to find a guided meditation, honestly, and they're very easy to find on YouTube so that I can calm myself before a storm. I've even been reading Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, which Michelle mentioned in episode one. And in that, he considers how often our stress going into a situation actually feeds negative responses in others. We essentially feed the beast. So being aware of those stressors and not giving them power, I think, can be very helpful, even if we don't win the battle. Also, lavender oil is incredibly calming. (laughs) I have a roll-on stick from Whole Foods, and I rub that on whenever I am entering a toxic zone. It really helps me. Simple as that. Yeah, good stuff. All right, and finally, let's chat about the basics. If you're at a desk, how are you sitting and what are you sitting on? First off, if possible, I highly, highly, highly recommend you get a standing desk or one that has the option to sit or stand. This allows for increased blood and lymphatic circulation, which is super important if you're suffering from any type of pain. If you end up with a standing desk, I also recommend getting a gel mat to stand on. If you can stand on it barefoot, even better. When our feet are released from the confines of our cute little flats, heels, or sandals, they have the freedom to utilize all the little intrinsic muscles that help us with stabilization, balance, and the prevention of future issues like knee and hip pain. And if your work environment doesn't offer those options, just take breaks to stretch or grab some work buds or make new ones, throw on your walking shoes, and take a lap around the block. We hope we've influenced you to consider the importance of making your workplace environment as positive as you possibly can because it is so important to your overall well-being. We understand that big changes are sometimes not always possible as workplaces vary drastically, but please consider your workspace environment and see if you can make physical changes like moving your desk to a more inspired space if you're mobile, appealing to or cutting out toxic people entirely, Get your blood flowing by changing the orientation of your workspace. Add focus music or some greenery to your cubicle. And if nothing else, go inside to find a peaceful center before heading into a war zone of sorts. Be sure to visit femalesandfinefettle.com and click on episode four to receive your freebie. This week, we have Dr. Michelle's healthy office checklist, where she breaks down her favorite tips and product must-haves in her workspace. Hey, it's Dr. Michelle, and I cannot wait to meet you back here next week. In episode five, we'll be talking about how you can optimize your genetic blueprint and use epigenetics to your advantage. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week. Are you talking to yourself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> stop, stop it. <laughs> don't breathe, don't move. <laughs> okay. <clears throat>
Sorry. <laughs> I just got lost in something else. Okay. I bet. <laughs> you really made me fall asleep. <laughs> Aww. Bop, bop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nunya. <laughs> Be sure to visit females in fettle fine fit fit fine foofies. Okay. Bye bye.